0: Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote.
1: Welcome in two Footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station you home for LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. You can watch us on the simulcast, Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. As well as, it is a Monday. We will be doing one, and we'll start doing an interview on Monday. But for the most part, it will be open phone lines, and the, and the game hotline is 706-0111. Seven oh six oh one 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 if you would like to get in and discuss any of the craziness of the of the college baseball regionals i uh I gotta tell you a lot of what I saw was not good, and we'll we'll get into that and get into some of the details with that but um I was at the college Station region. I thought for the most part it was it was it was a pretty good region uh i think um a m can really hit there's no question i mean obviously there are a lot of teams that could really hit there but i mean there were some good pitching performances I don't know. How many really good pitchers they are. I mean, the Cajuns lit up the ace pitcher for A&M. And he supposedly was kind of their only one that was like an above average starting pitcher. Cajuns put six on him. And again, the Cajuns were really shorthanded in that series. Connor kemple has been their second best most consistent hitter over the course of the season he uh he didn't play at all in the regional. He, he's always kind of had a bad back and it flared up and 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 he didn't play at all in the regional. Carson Rockefeller played but 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 he's been banged up for the last two, for the Sunbelt Conference tournament and the, the College Station regional. He was basically I mean he this is a guy who led the team in homers and uh, you know, probably the runner-up for player of the year in the league and in the conference tournament in the region. I mean, he was basically reduced to a singles hitter. Like he he didn't drive one ball in in either tournament. So he played and he did fine defensively and he ran a little bit. So it wasn't like he wasn't there because he was. But the hitter part of what he does, I mean, he does a lot well. But the hitter part of what he does was, you know, he was, you know, he was. He, he went from a power hitter to a singles hitter and not even as good of a singles hitter as he normally would be if he just didn't hit for power. And so they they, 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 they lost two of their big power bats. And so they just didn't have the punch that they had the potential to have. And then uh, they lost some of the speed when Max Marshot pulled his hamstring or as coach... Dex said, popped his hamstring in the seventh inning of the of Friday night's win over TCU. So uh, now he had struggled, he was off and on, kind of struggled the second half of the season, but he he, he certainly brings speed and aggressiveness and and when he gets on, can can really run. So they they lost, missed a little bit of, he's their you know their most aggressive and fastest base dealer. So they lost their top base dealer. Uh, and essentially their two best power hitters because one of them didn't play at all, and the other one had no power at all and did not very obviously over the last two weekends did not have the ability to drive the ball. He didn't drive a single ball um, in, in in all those games that, they, that the Cajuns played, and yet, you know, there they were They in the seventh inning. They had a lead over A&M, and, and, and I think if... You know, Heath Hood did well. Veyon had some moments. Uh, I thought Willis hit the ball pretty well over the course of the of the weekend. Uh, you know, I, personally, I would have played Bobby, but, I, I, you know, I don't know all what's going on. Second base was an issue all season. They were never a, never really able to settle on one. Um, and that kind of continued through the, the three games in the regional but I, I think this team did what this team could do, um, and had they been healthier, it's possible they could have done a little more. I, I think they just kind of ran out of gas. I think there's a natural letdown when, when when they when they got swept at Texas State. You could tell that there was a letdown there in those next two or three games. And then, you know, they kind of got hot, played in exciting games after exciting game. You know, they it was a great game against Texas State in the, in the regionals, um, in the semifinals at a conference tournament, great game against Georgia Southern in the finals at a conference tournament. And then you – and then you played a really exciting game, seven to six win over TCU in the first game of the regional, and really a really eventful, exciting, back and forth game between A and M, and you know, in and, and the nine to six loss on um, on Saturday. And so, and then when they lost that game, you could—I mean, it was just. On one hand, you have to give Cam Brown, the pitcher from TCU, a lot of credit. He, um, I mean, he he pitched great through 114 pitches and in eight innings. And I think it was a combination of him pitching great and the team just kind of. I think everybody knew that the only way to do that, to pull off the upset in this region, was to be 2-0, get in the position that A&M was in last night, and some kind of way win one of two games, just some kind of way. I mean, they didn't really have the pitching left, but some kind of way, if you get to 2-0, which they weren't that far from doing, but if you get to 2-0 and in that winner's bracket game, then... You just have to win one of two games, which is possible. But once you lose one, it, it's just it's uh, it becomes a chore that's probably not very realistic. Uh, and so it was uh, that that that's that's kind of what happened. When I went to sleep last night, TCU was leading. I mean, we got home around ten. It seemed like it was about eleven o'clock. Last I heard a score, TCU was leading, and then um. You know, obviously when I got up this morning I saw that A and M won. So kind of the way college baseball, many teams can score runs in a hurry. It, it it it's I guess some people like it. I um but I um I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of it. Like I think a lot of what took place over the weekend. I was like, "What sport is this? like really, is this baseball? like what sport is this? I'm not not a big fan of of a lot of what happened. um I haven't I, I wrote them all down and then I didn't add them up, but let's see here but, but but I'll come up with that number during the break, but there were eighteen games in the regionals this weekend. 18 games where someone scored 15 or more runs 18 not like like it's okay if it happens every once in a while where you know you get late in the tournament and somebody's just out of pitching and you know you're playing against a good offense and you go crazy and you score a bunch of runs. That's that's you know, that's fine. 18 games this weekend. And the regionals aren't even over. Like we've got I think Raymond said 11 games still playing today. 18, not double figures. I'm going to come up with a double figure count, but there were 18 where they scored at least 15 runs. This is not. That's not baseball. That's awful. That is awful. And then, of course, the poster child for this is this Missouri State, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's down twelve to nothing. They were down twelve to nothing and won twenty-nine to fifteen. That's that's just awful. I mean, that's just. That's awful. So I I, I don't know. I, you know there are a lot of people that are speculating that the ball is hot. Um, I mean I believe it. I, I, I don't. I guess I don't know for sure if it's true or not. But it, it, I don't know what's going on. But this is doubt, that that's awful. Uh, I guess we're going back to gorilla ball of the nineties. Not a big fan of that. Not good. Now, that doesn't mean there weren't some good games and some pretty good regionals. But overall, um 18 and, and, and again, we're not done. Chances are it's going to happen again. Auburn, I think they were up 9 to nothing in the game. And they already had a game where they scored like 24 runs. Like folks, this is supposed to be a novelty when you score that many runs, not um, like 18. I mean, chances are by the end of the day, it's going to get to 20 or 21 where where teams score. Again, I'm not talking about, I mean, I don't love 10 to 2, but that's okay. But 15 or more runs. It's going to probably end up happening like 20 or 21 times. (sighs) Not good. on, in my opinion. Now, again, some of you may like it, but that's not baseball. That's not baseball. I don't know what that is, but it's not baseball. That's not supposed to happen. Not that many times. It's pitiful. So, You know, if I'm running college, I mean, I don't know what you do. If the ball's really hot, if that's really true, I have no idea. People say it. It's believable because of all the runs being scored and all the home runs being hit, uh, then they need to unhot the ball. I mean, that's pitiful. Um, If it's just no pitching in the country anymore, then I, I don't know exactly what you do with that. I don't know. What can you do? But that's too much. Don't like it at all. All right, let's go uh, to the game hotline. Hello.
2: Hey, Kevin, I was watching. We watched baseball all weekend with my in-laws, and my mother-in-law made a comment. Look how big these college player baseball players are. She noticed, She's like, I thought they used to be skinned. Like... She noticed how muscle and big they are. Kevin. They're still, they're, the, the, the players nowadays are bigger and faster and stronger. You have guys now, you won't even get looked if you're not throwing 90 miles an hour. So they're not throwing meatballs. They're, they're throwing 94, 95. Every college, every college team has a weight, a weight room program. These players are huge and strong and eating better than you and I will ever eat at, the, at their colleges. So they're just stronger. The ball is just—I mean, there's there's muscle behind it. You still got to, even if the ball's souped up, you still got to hit a 93 mile an hour baseball. That's the hardest thing to do in sports is hit a ball.
1: Well, I'm with you there, but I, I don't know. It, it has not been like that, you know, every year for the, you know, for for a while now. It wasn't this captain, bad the last few years. agree that
2: they're getting bigger and stronger? These baseball players—they look like football players. I mean, they're six two, six 6'1". Two hundred pounds and bigger. I mean, I was watching baseball this weekend. They had they had a, a pitcher, probably pitcher for Southern Miss tonight. He's six foot seven, throws ninety five miles an hour. I mean, they're they're bigger and stronger these days, my man. All right, Ken. All you, right, buddy. Th-
1: thanks for the call. Um, I mean, there's no question. There's some guys who are big, I, and uh, and I I was following the lSU regional from scores and and, and and you know following the scores while I was in college station i I, I you know there wasn't a whole lot I, I mean I didn't think anybody looked abnormally big um I mean TCU I mean their third baseman number their three hole hitter he looks like he was about 12. This cat, Braden, what uh, was his name? I mean, he just—he looked. He had the two-run homer in the first inning yesterday over the cage, and Sacco just looks like an old-school baseball player. I mean, obviously there are exceptions. Anything that you say, it. There's no question. There's some big physical guys. I mean, there, there's no arguing that. Now, the part that Chad brought up that might be is that college baseballs may be getting following the. The major league path of, you know, so many guys trying to throw in the mid nineties, where all you, where 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 you're so fastball dominant, and when you have an aluminum bats, and some have suggested get rid of the aluminum bats. I mean, I'd be all for that, but again, I I don't I don't financially, I don't I don't know that that's possible. You know, Major League Baseball would have to make a major investment. And now that the draft's been downsized, I don't see that happening. Just first impression. So I guess the aluminum bat would be part of it. But um, I don't know. If the ball is hot, and and again, that's an accusation. Uh, You hear it. Periodically at the major league level, I don't know if that's the case at the at the college level, but if it is, they need to unhot the ball. They need, you know, something's got to happen. Somebody needs. We need. We need some more crafty left-handers, as they say. I don't know what they need to do, but that was awful. It's gonna. It's gonna get to. I bet you it gets to twenty or twenty-one today. Fifteen or more. Somebody almost scored thirty runs. Thirty. It's not baseball. Sorry, it's just not. All right, we'll take a timeout. Again, we'll have um, two hours open phone lines like usually on a Monday. So any thoughts that you have, certainly feel free to call. And then probably in the second hour, we will begin our um, footnote summer project. I'll explain it all. Maybe next, but certainly. In.
0: Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. The cheaters. Cheaters. The famed hated rival that beat the New Orleans Saints and others so many times in the 80s and 90s by cheating. Also known as the San Francisco 49ers. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foot and Footnotes.
1: Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 103.7 Lafayette, 104, one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Want to remind you, the game's 10th birthday bash will be held Wednesday, June the 22nd at Buffalo Wild Wings on Ambassador Caffrey from 5 to 9. You'll, it will include crunch time with Miguez and Mesh. They will be broadcasting live from the party. There will be amazing food, door prizes, and, of course, lots of great conversation and fun discussing everything, I'm sure, from college baseball to the NFL and the NBA, all kind of stuff going on. Wednesday, June the 22nd, at Buffalo Wild Wings on Ambassador Caffrey. Come help us celebrate 10th anniversary. No, 10th birthday. I keep saying anniversary. 10th birthday party. The game hotline is 706 0111. 706 0111. If you would like to get in, if you uh, look, if you like all this high scoring baseball, it's a free country. Like what you want. And if you want to call in and say, look, hush with all that. I love it. I love When the games last over four, and I'm not, you know me, I'm not a how long do the games last guy. I'm really not. I'm really not. But if you like, you know, 20 to 12 in a college baseball game or any baseball game, and you you say, well, I love it, that's fine. Certainly feel free to call and, and disagree. That's just a little much. Again, it's okay every once in a while to have one of those. You know, like we can talk about the the infamous Phillies Cubs game for whenever that was in the late seventies, early eighties, when it was twenty three to twenty two. But that's a novelty. It's it, it's it's okay to have one of these aberration games. That's fine. That just happens. But man, it when it, when you have. 18 and, and very good chance it's going to get over to like 20 or 21 games where people score 15 or more runs. That's just in my mind, that's just too much. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello.
3: Hey, foot. what's up, buddy?
1: How are you, sir?
3: Good. Um, I'm going to have to agree with Chad, but I'm going to agree with you also, but Chad has a point that the kids are just bigger, stronger, faster. Now, like he said, you know, I agree with that wholeheartedly. They have better training facilities. They have the whole nine yards, you know. But,
1: but do you think they were bigger, fat? They're bigger, faster, stronger than they were in the 90s when when they were doing all these gorilla balls. I mean, those, those guys looked huge back then to me.
3: They had uh, bigger bats. They had hotter yeah. bats.
1: Yeah, they did have hotter bats. That's true. Yes, sir.
3: So, But I agree with you also because they had a kid from Southern Miss, didn't hit a home run all year long. And he hits two this weekend. I mean that. So they, some of the the balls have to be juiced somewhat. Something's not. Something's not right.
1: Yeah, it's just. No. no I mean that uh, little number nine hole hitter. He looks. You know, he looked like he's about twelve or thirteen. He had a home run and and uh, kind of a you know a coup de grace in ninth inning homer didn't really mean a whole lot, but. Uh, but, I mean, even they I, on the way out, some A&M fans, man, even so-and-so hit a homer. Now, look, there was nothing wrong with the College Station Regional. I thought it was good baseball. Uh, there was a lot of hits, but, you know – like eleven of A and M's first eleven hits against the Cajuns were singles. That was just good hitting and, and, and some and hitting and some good fortune. It wasn't like they were just pounding the ball off the fence and over the fence all day because that didn't happen. I got no issues with what I saw in College Station. It's just around the country. It was just it was outrageous.
3: Yeah, I hear you. Well, yesterday we were watching the game and uh, my buddy said man, you sound like Kevin Foote, because I kept on saying,
2: throw a strike, Jack, <laughs> throw a
3: strike. <laughs> and LSU can't do it. So he said, man, you sound just like Foot."
1: Well, it is, uh, it, it can be frustrating, no question. Yes, it can be frustrating.
3: Yeah, I got you. Well, look, y'all have a good day, bud.
1: You too. Thank you. Fortunately, you know, the uh, yesterday I'm, I was kind of, you know, covering the Cajuns against TCU. And then the the Astros were playing, just kind of following to see what the score was. And the shenanigans that took place at the end of the Astro game yesterday, uh, that was while I was in the post-game press conference. So I kind of missed all what was going on. But when I got home last night, I i tape all the Astro games, so I went back and watched uh, that part of it just to see what in the world was going on. It was just silliness. I mean, they um, threw Presley out of the game. You know, El Perro hit another long home run, by the way. cat El Perro grande. I don't know. Uh, I think um, Hannah's fixing to be mad at me. If he keeps this up, we might have to have another Josh Fields Appreciation Day this week. We might have to have another one. Man, he had another long run. Uh I mean long. Anyway, and, and he came up in the ninth, the, the Royals hit him like in the thigh. I mean, it was it was nothing. Um and then it's two outs. Like if it would have happened on the first batter, I could kind of maybe see. But they had two outs and a base runner. And Michael Taylor's at the plate. This little singles hitter who kept getting hits over the weekend. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, the Royals just—I don't know—we the Astros just struggle with the Royals. I can't explain it, but anyway, uh, of course, they made matters worse by sco- getting a million hits and scoring ten runs on Friday. That's never good, but um, but and then he throws a pitch inside, and they want to throw him out the game and, and warn both benches and all that. It was just tomfoolery, silliness, silliness. But uh, it happened, and I'm, you know, I don't know if Presley's going to get suspended. Hopefully, they say, look, the umpire just went a little too far, uh, and you know, no suspension because that 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 was just silliness, really. It was. All right, let's uh, take a timeout. No, let's not. Let's go to the game hotline and talk to Mike. Hello.
4: Hey, Kevin, on your topic of all the runs being scored in the regionals, and there may be other reasons besides the ball uh, being juiced, and I have a few of them. One is there's a COVID year, so people got their year back. So you've got a lot of people that are 20 and 21 instead of 18 and 19 playing.
1: That's fair. Second,
4: you the major league draft has been reduced to 20 rounds or something like that. So there's a whole lot of kids who went back to college, again, got more mature. And, um, you know, Maybe that that's what's contributing to all these these runs.
1: Yeah, but why aren't yeah. none of those pitchers? Well, I
4: have another thought on that. you know, We're in June now. It's been pretty hot in May. And I think throughout the South, a lot of these run scores, and pitchers pitching in the day are going to wear out. A lot of these runs that's a high run score were day games. So the pitchers may have just been wearing out. And another point of that, a lot. building on that, a lot of these games when there's so many runs that are being scored, we're again, schools that maybe don't have all the advantages of the bigger schools. Now A lot of them were the three and four seeds getting covered by a one and two seeds, where there's a big discrepancy in resources in college athletics getting bigger all the time. So th- those are all reasons, I think, that uh, maybe we've seen uh, some of the bigger run, bigger run differentials. Uh, and pro- I'm not saying the ball's not due, but I think all of these things I just talked about are, are factors as well.
1: I think it's a good point. Uh, I'm sure, like anything that you have, you know, you know, like, uh, you know, kind of like I always argue back in the 90s in the steroid era, everyone thought it was just steroids, but it was, it, it went much deeper than just a bunch of players were taking steroids. And so, yeah, it, like most situations like this, it is, um, there are many underlying reasons, and I think you've hit on some of them, so I appreciate it. Yeah, that's a good point.
4: Yeah, especially the last one I made. Mean, I think college sports is in, in danger uh, of maybe losing more interest because the bigger schools are got to get more and more resources, especially with the NIL area. And, you know, people think, well, that's great. Because the guys are play money. But, you know, there's only about 30 or 40 schools at the football level that are really at the top of everything. And if you start when none of the other schools, that is 300 in basketball and baseball or 120 in football, have a chance to even compete. Over time, you're going to lose interest. Because college sports is a tribal thing. I don't really follow other schools other than if it affects the cages, but like you and the Saints. So I a lot of college sports, a lot of things affect the Cajuns. but I think college sports might be in trouble with this um, model of all the money going to the big schools, so we'll see if that happens. And Before I go, I, feel, uh, I think it's a big series from the Astros in Seattle this week. The reason for that is they haven't played that. Uh, they've played a lot of games already. This would be, I think, the fifth, 11, 12 games, and with the Angels struggling, the Mariners are right tied for the Rangers behind the Astros right now. But the Mariners, after this week, may not have much chance to catch the Astros if they're in second place. So maybe they have a good chance to bury them. Let's hope that happens. We'll, we'll,
1: we'll see. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank you for the call. Um, Hannah didn't really like that sentiment. <laughs> no, I, I like a, you know. Look, I I think the Mariners are going to win a lot of games from here on out. I just hope they don't have too many left with the Astros. But I hope you know not, that they don't come against the Astros. Obviously. Um, I just want to see the, I think I'd have to go back. I have to go back and see what they did on that first nine game trip. But, uh, but the last two trips, they went six and three, nine, three city, nine game trips. They went six and three. That's pretty good. Uh, I'll take six and three on any, you know, road trip, but especially when you have three, three city trips that, you know, well, one of them began before June and ended just after June. But really, in the first two months of the season, that's a lot. And the Astros have done very well. Uh, you know, they had the game Friday where they scored a bunch of runs, but they they really are, for, are still not hitting. Um, and so they're doing it largely with pitching, which is great. Uh, hopefully they start hitting uh, once it gets hot and um, – Look, I'm trying not to worry about Alex Bregman. It's been a long time since Alex Bregman played good baseball for a consistent period of time. It's been a long time. It's been three years. Like we didn't even know what the we didn't even know what COVID was the last time Alex Bregman played like an elite baseball player. He got off to a pretty good start this year, and he and he and he got my hopes up. But he's, I'm worried. Uh, I, I was worried going into the season. He had an, a very encouraging first week or so, and then he kind of faded. And And he's still, one thing I love about Alex, is he's got a great eye, takes a lot of pitches. I love that about him. But you got to drive the ball some, too. And you got to take some base running lessons on the side because he's not good at that. Not good. Um. But, uh, no, I'm I, – I, I'm still worried a little about Yuli. Really worried about Bregman. Hopefully they can get hot soon, and if that happens, I think the Astros will really take off, but we'll see. I'm sure other factors play into it as well. All right, we'll take a timeout, come back, and uh, talk more about college regionals and set the stage for some really exciting uh, regionals that are going to take place today if you want to talk about... We we'll, we'll, we'll get to the NBA although that you know game two went, went after there's an upset and game one is kind of a uh, game and that's kind of what it was. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll be back on the game 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette and
0: 1041 Lake Charles. Your home for the LSU Tigers in Southwest Louisiana.
1: Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. LSU will be playing at 3 o'clock in the if-necessary game in the Hattiesburg Regional against Southern Miss. I I, I got to tell you, I, I did not think Southern Miss would give it up. They, they, they play pretty good defense. Normally, they can pitch. I wouldn't say they're a great hitting team, but a pretty good hitting team. And um, I kind of thought they would have won, but they didn't. And so... They came – they blew a game against LSU over the weekend. Uh, LSU had two memorable comebacks. I mean, just, just incredible. People were joking in College Station. Um, they, they, You know, they would see a score on the screen. I don't know. I'm just throwing out a number. So-and-so was down 14 to nothing, and they would say – I heard them say, well, LSU would score 15 in the ninth and win that game. You know, that's just kind of the way – Things, things were going after two great comebacks over the weekend, but um, we'll see what happens in the if-necessary game in Hattiesburg. Again, pregame begins at 2.30, and first pitch around 3 o'clock. LSU Tigers, Southern Miss, Golden Eagles. If you count Southern Miss, which some people do, technically you can't because they're technically not in the Sun Belt yet, but they will be next year. Uh, you know, you, you've got you've got Southern Miss in the finals of, the, if necessary, game of a regional. You've got Texas State who went to Stunford. and a lot of people said, "Oh no, they went to Stunford. Well, they beat Stanford once, and so now they got a chance to uh, to advance. Um, Coastal Carolina, I really thought they perform a little better than they have to be honest coastal because it seemed like they were one of the few that had the pitching and they still might get it done Uh, but they uh, they bounced back after an early loss and and they're in the finals against East Carolina in that regional in that uh, Greenville regional so we'll see what happens with them but uh, Georgia Southern competed okay but they didn't win Notre Dame won that regional and the Cajuns competed okay and again they just ran out of gas. They they need the Cajuns needed to be healthy. And 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 even if they were healthy, would they have won? Who knows? I don't I don't think they had enough pitching. I don't but but they'd have had a fighting shot. I mean that they, they, they just like he said ran out of ammo. I, I, I kinda agree with Coach Deggs' assessment there. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello.
5: Morning, folks. It's a go- glorious Monday morning.
1: Okay, so tell me why it's. I mean, I'm I'm all for the glorious Monday morning. Why is it glorious it, 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 for you?
5: Because my Red Sox won. Okay, that's uh, fair. In yeah, that's good. And the A's. Uh, and you forgot uh, the Mets beat the beat the uh, beat, beat the, the punks. Uh, what you call the Dodgers, the Punks. Yeah. Uh, too, I think did not they sweep them or or I don't. I didn't see the series or.
1: I know they had a great win yesterday, kind of kind of come from behind, back and forth. I don't know. I, I wasn't really following that. I don't remember if they swept or not.
5: Right. I don't think but the so. I don't think they I swept. Was is, uh, I was I, I got uh, to back you on that one, man. I, I'm, I'm a fan of, like, you know, low-scoring games, you know. I mean, uh, like, when you have high-scoring games like that, you're taking the strategy out of baseball. and. That's obviously what what the MLB's trying to do with putting the DH in in, in both leagues, you know. And there's one player to, to blame for that, and that's Shohei Ohtani or however you say his name. I don't really care for him, but uh, that's what they're trying to do. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Well, I mean, you know, they they want offense, yeah, and and and, and they're you know. The last couple of years, people say there's too many home runs in Major League Baseball. Well, supposedly they deadened the ball and there wasn't enough offense. And so I, I just think you need – I think we just need to realize there are going to be cycles in sports. Leave it alone and let the game do it. But we keep exactly. we keep legislating runs and in and out of the game. I, I don't like all that silliness. But
5: Right. Now, i I got one question for you, uh, kind of switching gears. Do you see anybody beat the Oklahoma uh, women's uh, softball team in, in softball? I mean, I think there's one team that, that's in it that can possibly give them some trouble because they beat them in the Big 12 championship game, and that's Oklahoma State. But it, as far as the other one, man, that Oklahoma team is real good.
1: There's no question they're real watching. good, and they, and they are was, threatening to become, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, a dynasty. I, I Unless it's my team. I think dynasties are not good, uh, especially right. at, the, at the collegiate level. But and, uh, no, they're they're and, threatening to become that. Yes, sir.
5: And and don't forget, in a couple of years, that Oklahoma team's gonna be in the SEC. So, <laughs> but right. that's all I have to say. But that's why it's a glorious morning. Yeah, I'm I Schoes understand. Won, my Red Sox won. I mean, the Yankees won, but I ain't gonna say nothing about that. <laughs> you know, cause I don't I should want have Paul, ignored Paul that. In to fall into talking all his stuff. Right. But yeah, have a good one. For All right, a ta- positive touch, my friend. All
1: right, take care. Uh by the way, uh the Mets and the Dodgers split a four-game series, but uh I just wanted to someone pass along that information, so I wanted to do that. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello.
6: Hey, what's going on, Kevin? Howdy, sir. Hey, uh I've got a theory on uh college baseball right now. Okay. It's it's the uh, it's the power of the mullet, man. I haven't seen more mullets on kids since uh, my graduation year in 1988. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen so many mullets? And then look at Riley Cooper yesterday. The only thing he's missing, really, on that mound is a two by four and an American flag, looking like hacksaw Jim Duggan up there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just, you know. But in all seriousness, uh, you know, I mean, these kids. I, you know, I hear the, you know. Is the ball juiced? Does the you know bat have more pop? Uh, again, I think it's a combination of everything the callers have been talking about. But you know, when you look at this LSU team, they don't help themselves. I mean, they have one of the worst defensive fielding percentages in the country uh, for a team that's still in the in the playoffs right now. And you know, you back that up with terrible starting pitching. You know, if it wasn't for their bats and getting hot you know in late innings i mean uh this could have been an early exit for for the Tigers. so i don't know what lsu has to do to to get some legitimate pitching but even when when they seem to kind of settle down even with their relief pitching they give up a lot you know pitcher hurts themselves hurts you know hurts their defense by you know throwing while while uh Pitches left and right. I mean, if you look at that one pitch that Riley Cooper sailed over catcher's head, luckily it bounced back and he was able to to get a tag out uh, at the plate. But all those things, uh, the errors that LSU is, has committed in the field and in pitching, uh, I think is, has really hurt them.
1: No question about that. And and you know that when the Cajuns kind of bunted A and M and and really gave them some trouble. Um, the A and M coach said, "Look in the SEC, nobody does this. We, we we don't." He basically said, "We don't have to field bunts in the SEC," and so and they look like they don't practice fielding bunts. I mean, and so right. defense no, plays true. a defense plays a big role in it. And how many runs you give up? No question.
6: Yeah. Hey, last uh, last thing, uh, I I think you got an intern there by the name of Daryl uh, right?
1: Uh huh. Yes, sir.
6: You need to talk to that guy. That guy knows uh, baseball uh, probably right up there with you. I mean, but I will say he is an Atlanta Braves fan, so you got that going against you. So yes, uh, but I know Troy will love him. Uh, you know, guy knows his baseball. So one day you need to uh, get him talking a little baseball with you. I think uh, you'd be pleasantly surprised.
1: All righty, we got all summer. All right, I appreciate Y'all that. Have a good Thank one. you. Take care. All right. By the way, I made the count. It was 41. I counted 41. So there were 41 games where double-digit runs were scored in the regional over the weekend, and 18 of them had at least 15 runs. Wow. That's all you can say is wow, and I think it's going to be even more after today's, if necessary, games are played. All right, we got to take a timeout. We'll take it, come back, finish out the first hour on the game, 103.7 Lafayette. 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station, your home for LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros.
0: You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, your home for the Houston Astros in Southwest Louisiana.
1: Welcome back to Footnote's Kevin Foot on the game. Before we get to the top of the hour, let's go back to the game hotline.
7: Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Howdy, sir. <clears throat> how are you?
1: Pretty good. Listen,
7: you know, you kind of struck a nerve with me. I mean, I'm baseball is by far my favorite sport. But I'm like real, I guess you call it old school. My, I like three to two games, four to three. You know, when each pitch means something, and then you get the decisions made by the players on the field, what they're going to do with the ball, or what decisions the manager's going to make. I mean, I like it back, you know, of course, when the pitchers had to hit. Um, I just enjoyed it. It's like the game is kind of gasping for air right now, trying to do anything to get more people interested, and I don't think a lot of this stuff is uh, really working.
1: You know, like the uh, Cages played a couple (laughs) seven, there were some seven, six, I don't mind seven, six, six finals. That's fine. But but 20 to 12, and it's just, oh, that's no, just No, I'm awful. with you. Yeah, well, especially
7: awful. with college baseball, where I, remember, yeah, I used to always say, why do I want to watch it with the sound on? You're all like, ping, 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 all the time with those bats. But, uh, you know, if you read about this, I read an article years ago about Ty Cobb. One reason he quit. He was really a, a, a down-and-dirty type player. He said that uh, it's gotten too easy to score runs. He said, at least when I go fishing, the fish tries to get off the hook and it'll fight you every bit of the way.
1: <laughs> so he,
7: he liked, uh, but you know, with baseball, you know, coming up, I was telling somebody, uh, one thing I don't like, why, I mean, we wave a few months away, of course, but with the World Series, they always want to put the start times like 8 or 9 at night at these crazy yeah. times yeah. to try to get more people to come. Yet, the viewership is down.
1: Yeah, it, it, and, it, uh, it, it, it doesn't make sense. they
7: ought to play more of the World Series games during the day. You're going to get the same true fan response, and if it's a good series, you'll get other people and such. But um,
1: All right. Well, I it, got, I, I'm at the top of the hour. I appreciate the call. Okay. I agree with you. Thank you very much, Please. sir. All right. Fuck. That'll do it for the first hour, another hour to follow on the game.
0: Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote.
1: Welcome. Welcome. Into footnotes, Kevin Foote on the game, 103.7 Lafayette, one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. LSU will be playing, again, a day game, 2.30 pregame, about 3 o'clock first pitch, the if-necessary game in the Hattiesburg Regional Southern Miss, the host team against LSU. That game can be heard right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles. Astros play tonight, open up a homestand against Hannah Seattle Mariners, and hope we'll see if the Astros can score some runs at home. it doesn't seem to ever happen, but we'll see if they can happen um, this weekend. I mean, this week, and that game can be heard tonight on Sister Station News Talk ninety eight five FM. All right, so if look if you want to continue to talk about, I, look if you're a fan of LSU or Texas A&M or any other team that advance or had one games this weekend in a regional or playing if necessary games, I'm not trying to say don't enjoy your victories. Not saying that at all. Uh, um, I, I'm just saying overall it was just a little too much for me for for my taste. Again. Other people might have different tastes. I, I think, like Lewis called at the end of the last hour. Uh, I think four to three is the perfect baseball score. Maybe five to four. I got no problem with two to one or three to two or any of that. I mean, that's old school baseball. I got no issues with it. But I, 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 uh, I would think probably four to three. Uh, it would be like the perfect score, just because there's enough offense to say there's some offense, but um, not like you know where it just it becomes like everybody's just getting hits and it's too easy at that point uh to get hit to say oh what a great hit well no if you got 20 hits they can't all be great hits at some point it's 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 too easy and so um for something that theoretically should be difficult is the point uh a little more difficult than what we saw over the weekend for sure so uh, again, uh, that's just my opinion and other people agree, other people disagree and certainly feel free to call in either way on the game hotline 7060111. Uh we kind of mentioned the NBA in passing. I um Game 2 kind of was, you know, what you expected it to be. It's kind of on the NBA side of things while we're complaining about too many runs being scored. In, the, in too many hits and all that home runs, et cetera, in the, in the college baseball regions, way too many blowouts in the NBA playoffs and one more blowout in game two. Um, but it kind of sets up at least with a split, uh, you know, to be kind of a back-and-forth series. We'll see how that plays out. Any thoughts you have on the NBA playoffs, certainly feel free. And speaking of the NBA, We are beginning our footnote summer project this week. Week one will be the NBA. And the theme of this summer is heartbreaking losses. Now, heartbreaking losses is a matter of opinion. For instance, um, just to throw out one, when when Michael Jordan – hit that game-winning shot to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in 1989, the famous Over Craig Elo shot. If you're a Bulls fan, I wasn't a heartbreaking loss, but for everyone else it was. So, I understand that this is kind of a matter of opinion. Um and so that we understand that going into this process. But we'll, uh, we'll um, you know, see what ones you have. Next week, I will be on vacation. I won't be here. George Faust from KLFI is filling in. And they will be doing, and he will be doing college football. So get them ready. Get This one's, you know, where it'll be a little more one-sided. Like when we do college football next week, the plan is, I've already discussed this with George. The plan is we're going to have come up, try to come up with a top ten for the Cajuns, which is a one-sided deal. A t- and I understand they're Cajun haters, and they're going to. It's going to be good for them, but that's just part of the process. And then there will be uh, we'll come up with an LSU one, and then we'll come up if if there's enough suggestions, a a national one. Now again, there's two sides to that. You understand? We understand that going in, but we we'll, we'll kind of make the call on whether it's heartbreaking or not. So we'll certainly do an LSU one and, an, and a Cajun one for college football week next week. But for now, it's really kind of a two sides of the pancake. Uh, this first week we'll be doing NBA. So any suggestions you have on heartbreaking losses uh, uh, in terms of the NBA, we certainly will be discussing that this week. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello.
8: Hey, how you doing today? Good, sir. Um, I wanted to see what you think about this. I have my own theories about uh, what's going on with with college baseball and uh I'm an LSU guy and I'm I wish him the best today. But but overall from what I'm seeing in college baseball and you kind of brought it up with with the number of runs that are that are being scored in in the in the regionals. And, you know, particularly, you know, if you want to look at LSU or you want to look at any college team, you know, that sometimes, you know, gets in the loser's bracket and they got to come out, they got to go deep, you know, in their rotation and deep in their, you know, in their bullpen staff. But, you know, I remember what a guy said to me years ago about, about pitching, particularly in, in college baseball, you know, as these kids come out of high school, travel ball, whatever they're doing and. You know, they always say, uh, you know, I I can throw five pitches. And I remember a pitching coach friend of mine said, which ones can you throw for strikes? Which ones can you have control over? And it seems the more baseball I'm watching, particularly in college baseball, is that these guys can't throw the ball over the plate. They can't find the strike zone. And when they can't find the strike zone, and, uh, you know, the pitcher's count is, you know, or the the count itself is in the batter's favor. Sure, they're looking for fastballs, and that's why they're jumping on these fastballs. And I think that's why you see these these high scores in games is because pitchers can't throw strikes. And when they can't throw strikes and they get behind in the count, guess what? Everybody in the stadium knows a fastball is coming.
1: No, that's a good point.
8: And and I wanted to see what you thought about that.
1: Uh, that, that, No, I I think that's sound logic. Let me ask you this, though. I I think in Major League Baseball, one Mm -hmm. of the things that's going on is I think the the strike zones are a lot tighter because of all this mechanical strike zone. And I think that helps the hitter as well. I think Mm -hmm. 30 and 40 years ago, the the strike zone was bigger than it is now. Do you think that's Mm -hmm. the case in college baseball as well?
8: Well... I mean, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I've, I've seen, you know, I follow the Astros as do most fans in this area, and um, I, I do, you know, since I grew up with the Braves and the uh, and the Cubs, you know, on TBS and WGN, I kind of followed them. But what I don't see in college baseball that I see in the pros is they always frame that strike zone with a little rectangle in in professional baseball and. I know the umpires are probably looking at that when they get home or whatever. Are they they're reviewing it? So I think, yeah, in in pro baseball, I think the strike zone has gotten a little bit tighter. You know, now I don't see them doing that correctly. Correct, no, wrong. they're not doing it in the, doing in the college no, game. No, they're not. They're you not. Know?
1: But but they're not. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the strike. I just wonder. I'd have we'd have to go back and watch a game and watch multiple games from like the 80s or early 90s mm-hmm. it, to see mm-hmm. but I wonder if the if the strike zone is tighter now I I, I don't know cuz mm-hmm. that, that that does impact um runs scored so it's just a thought.
8: Yeah. Well look, it, you know, for someone who played baseball like myself all the way through, you know, high school and then I, and then I played uh, like over 20, over 30, over 40 baseball um you know the as far as as far as the strike zone and the umpires if you're a baseball player you just want the umpire behind the plate to be consistent if he's calling outside strikes or he's calling in-strike strike low high whatever at least by the second or third inning as a player and as a batter you 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 kind of know but you know what's going to be called a ball and a strike but as it moves along through the through the game, just you know have an umpire hopefully that 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 is consistent and not all over the place. You know, especially if you're a pitcher on the mound. Right. Well, hey, he's giving he's giving me the outside strike. He's giving me the inside strike. He's calling it low. He's calling it calling it belt high or whatever. That you know it it helps out a little bit. Helps out the catcher. Helps out who, who's ever calling, uh, you know, balls and strikes or. You know, the pitches in the dugout, that,
1: that, that kind of thing. right. So all right all I. Ask no I, 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 in terms of players. fairness, in terms of fairness, I, 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 absolutely. I appreciate the call, sir. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Now, in terms of fairness, I mean, I mean, I agree with him, but but that doesn't also, though, like if no matter how consistent they are, if the strike zone is tight. Even if they're consistent, it's fair, but that doesn't mean that it it, it uh the more pitchers are falling behind in the counts and having to throw fastballs like we mentioned earlier because they're constantly behind in the count. Um I think maybe if the strike zone was a little bigger then. Than it is sometimes. I wonder if, you know, we would have few, there would be more pitchers ahead in the count more often and have to throw as many fastballs and, or have more, you know, some people say, well, let's just have more talented pitchers that, that, that doesn't, you know, where you can throw something other than a fastball for a strike when you're behind in the count. And that's what, that's when you get to really good pitchers. Um, Either you have, a an exceptional fastball that you can throw it behind in the count against most hitters and get away with it, or you have the ability to throw something other than a fastball for a strike on, on a pretty consistent basis um, when you fall behind in the count. So, again, we're, 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 we're kind of coming up, trying to come up with reasons to explain what we're watching, and some people, again, might love it. It's just a little much for me, just a little much from my taste. Of course, we all have what we call PA in that, you know, if the Astros um, are winning, I don't care what the score is. Now, I care what the score is in terms of um, if I score too many runs, that's going to impact me tomorrow. I certainly care about that. But um, but I mean, whether it's high scoring, low scoring, if the, you know, when the Astros beat the, the punks 13 to 12, I enjoyed that as much as when they won, you know, two to one or whatever, you know, when they beat the Yankees two to one, you know, when they were stealing all them signs and hitting all them home runs and them two to one victories at home and 17 over the Yankees, you know, um. They, uh, I enjoy, you know, I just want to win. I mean, I, I, when my team wins, I don't really care about the politics or the mechanics of the game. I'm worried about winning. Now, again, if I score too many runs, I'm worried about how that's going to affect my team's ability to win the next day. That's a little bit of a different subject, but I'm not worried about the, the, the trends of the game as long as my team's winning, put it that way. All right, we will take a timeout. If you want to continue to talk about college baseball, you want to talk about the LSU matchup or any of these other with Southern Miss or any of these other matchups in the regional, certainly feel free to call. But when we come back, I'm going to throw out one or two overrated or give one or two suggestions to get the ball rolling on our footnote summer project. But again, this doesn't have to dominate. We're going to do it all summer. Any other subjects that come up, certainly feel free to call. It's not all going to be about heartbreaking losses, but it's going to be one of the things that we discuss. So we'll do that, or start it anyway, when we come back after this timeout on the game. 103-7 Lafayette, 104-1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Do you ever wonder what kind of coach Foote would have been? When they hit it to you and you're in the major leagues, you catch the ball. That's the way that works.
0: Yeah, he may be better suited for talking sports than coaching them. Back to footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. (laughs)
1: Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 104, One Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Speaking of the Astros, if you would like to attend an Astro game in person, and specifically if you would like to attend on Saturday, June 18th, against the Chicago White Sox, This is what you need to do, register for the game clubhouse by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com, and you could win four tickets to that game on Saturday, June the 18th, a tour of Minute Maid Park and hotel accommodations for that Saturday evening Astro Weekend getaways powered by Butcher Air Conditioning, La Marini in Houston downtown, and the game, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. All right, we, I did get a um, – Hannah sent me a, a text that someone sent and said well, the problem is the seams on the baseball. They keep messing with the seams. Pitchers are throwing fastballs more today because they can't get much movement on the baseballs with the flat seams, which makes sense. But again, that goes back to what we're talking about. Why do they keep messing with things? Why are they legislating offense and or defense into these games? I mean, I guess at some point you have to do it to achieve a certain purpose. Like in the late seventies, they legislated offense into the NFL by saying, "Well, you can, you you can't." Cornerbacks can't mess with receivers as much as they could before. Uh, you legislate uh, hitting in you know in 1968 the mound was higher. All the pitchers you got to put all that you got to put all that 1968 pitching through a filter, just like you have to put all the hitting in the steroid era through a filter. At some point you legislate offense or defense into sports for quote unquote the good of the game. Like right now, they're about to legislate offense, theoretically, into the game of Major League Baseball by saying you can't shift anymore. That's silliness to me, silliness to me. Other people think it's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea at all. But I don't think you should have, as long as they're playing in the field of play, I don't think you should be able to tell people where where they can stand and not stand. Stand where you want. If you stand too much over here, hit it the other way. I mean, this ain't a home run-in contest, Kat. This is baseball. I, I don't understand that at all. I totally disagree with it. But um. But, no, the all, all, all of that kind of plays into it. But, no, the seams on the balls is what we're saying. It's like stop messing with it. Aggravating. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir.
9: First, first things first, did you eat some uh, ice cream on your
1: trip? I did not. Kevin, you went to Blue Bell? Yeah, I, I didn't see one What's Blue it? Bell. Now, look, the food was good in the press box. Don't get me wrong. The food was really good, but I, I did not see or get offered one thing of Blue Bell ice cream. No, no, sir. Yeah,
9: you know, when I was watching that game the other day, I said, boy, I bet Kevin has a big old I wish. Oh one of one of those bowls of uh, Neapolitan, or, you know. Well, look, know again, I can't out. complain Maybe.
1: about the food, Manny. They had barbecue one day. They had Mexican one day. They had Italian another yeah. day. The food was good, but I got no bluebell ice cream.
9: Uh, well, I, I, I'm shocked, man. I'm shocked. Okay. Listen, I 100% agree. How, what are they going to do? Make some squares or what on the field? How's that going to work? I mean, the umpire's going to call timeout and. Declare a ball, or I, I don't understand how they're going to legislate that. Can how they going to how they going to police that? you Have any idea what's the
1: plan? Wait, you talking about for next year? Or no, they're going to say you yeah. can't. You can't get to second base. Can't play shortstop, and well, shortstop they're, they're, can't what play what second mean? base.
9: So you can't. You can't is do there it. They're going to be a little box. I mean, can he go in the five six hole? Can he go more? I mean, you know, you've been there. Been some. There's always some version of. I mean, I, I coach baseball for Well, I think you're going to be able to and, you know, stay behind second middle. base,
1: but you're not going to be able to go past that.
9: Oh, Kevin, that, that's the silliest thing. How about you learn how to hit the ball the other way? Yeah, how about exactly. Yes, how about, I agree. How about, how about somebody drop a bunt down and, it, you know, like when 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 there's no third baseman, how about drop a bunt down Yes. every time? You, you know, I, I, it, it's it's that, that's just silly. Okay, let's talk about uh, man, Kevin. Let me tell you something. It makes it even more depressing. And I and listen, I look at every stat, I look at every staff, and you know I'm I'm being like a told Hannah The first time I went to Ocean baseball game in 1968. I was I was six years old, and and I've been going almost ever since. And man, I, I can't see hardly any scenario unless she just comes out and bashes, scores 20 runs. Which, which you know, that can happen, but it's highly unlikely against who they're going to have, the guys they're going to have at their disposal today compared to who else she's going to have at their disposal. And this is the most amazing stat. These cats, I've watched them. I watch every game they play, Southern Miss. They can't hit a ball off of anybody else, almost if you put it on the tee. They, they scored two runs against Army. Four runs in ten innings against Kennesaw, and I'm telling you, it's like one of those. We, we must have a magnet in the ball when they play LSU because they are scorching the earth with the ball whenever they play us. Okay, fourteen runs in two games, and six runs in the other two games. That that's incredible. Now <laughs> I don't know what that tells you, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't look good, and here you go, Kevin. This is, this is, this is What it called. means
1: is that LSU plays forty-two forty baseball. That's what it means.
9: Yeah, yeah, uh, it, they do, and it, it's 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 just you know my <laughs> my wife doesn't know anything. You know, she doesn't anything about baseball. She sits and watches the game with me, and she's watching. She said, "How can Southern Miss have these pitches that are pitching? and LSU doesn't have any." I said, I, I, I cannot explain it. Um, <laughs> I, I wish I could. I wish I could explain it, but I can't. Listen, they, Kevin, they got, some, they got some cats on the mound. You no, know, Southern Miss is good. I, got, saw,
1: I saw them. I saw my three-game they series. They're good.
9: Staff. Yeah. I mean, they have an S E. They have three. Exactly. Big-time college pitchers, three yes. starters. And then they got some guys out of the pen. I don't LSU,
1: know how LSU did what they did in that other game when they came back. I, yeah, I was it, – It's amazing. Yeah. Okay,
9: one last thing, Kevin. One last thing. And guess what the best part is? Today's winner is gets to host the Super Regional. Boy, that will make you want to cry, huh? Miami gets knocked out. And the winner today, winner take all, host the Super Regional. We, tell, we, we, we need a hero, Kevin. We I got – I got him tabbed already. Trey Schaefer is his name. Left-hander. He's thrown 11 innings. He has a 6.9 some ERA. He's gonna he's got to come out come out in the third and he's gonna do what the guy did last night. That's all that's the only way they can win. They gotta have a hero.
1: Look, come I, out I, well, nowhere. did will you if Ole Miss wins that regional? I will not be surprised because you could kind of see it coming.
9: Oh, yeah. Oh, you can see it an coming. Kid. And they got they got a cat on the team that's a 10 year veteran. That Elko kid? That's <laughs> probably been there for 10 years. I mean, and listen, he hits like it, too. You cannot throw him. a – You better not throw a pitch that he can hit. Because hey. When he was in Baton Rouge, he almost knocked the fence down every time they threw a pitch that he could reach with his
1: bat.
9: Yeah, okay, Kevin. We just got to. All right. Well, at 3 o'clock this afternoon. I'm going to be like. You know when you watch the game on Facebook live? Uh, that's how. That's how it's gonna be in my living room, man. All you you're gonna be I watching it to go with later.
1: the? You gonna be watching it with your fingers over your face, just kind of looking in between oh, your fingers every and, once in, in a while. Ears, I,
9: and and I, don't, I don't even like to hear whenever they hit the ball, hit
1: the
9: <laughs> bat. Sounds like they're hitting a, a shotgun, a rifle. Going off.
1: <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. Guys, Manny. Talk, All right.
9: Tomorrow, I'm talk to you. And remember, Trey Shaper, left hander. Okay. <laughs>
1: Look, I'm laughing because I know what it's like. I I just, you know, when it's the Saints and the Astros and, and it's a big game and your season's on the line, oh, man. Your stomach just is just all tight and you just, everything, you just jump. I mean, it's just, you know, every play. You never know what play. Every pitch is so, you just never know. And any pitch could end your season or make your season. Every pitch, the anticipation, like when the Astros, you get in the World series I mean, it's just, it's so much pressure. So I'm laughing because I know what Manny and the other big LSU baseball fans are going to be going through this afternoon. And um, I fortunately will be spared. (laughs) I'm going to be, you know, following. But, I mean, again, I don't have a dog in the fight. So it's like, you know, whatever happens, we'll just discuss it tomorrow. But I'm not going to, you know, it's not going to give me an ulcer one way or the other. So I, I, I know what it's like. I know what it's like. All right. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. Um, we talked about at the top of the hour um, the summer project and how it's going to be like two sides to the pancake. But it's not just going to be which side you're on. Just about any, I think one of the things that go into heartbreakers under the heartbreak category, in my opinion, because of the way I look at sports, even if it's my team, and I'm going to give you an example of that, um, is when what what we what I call an ESPN team or one of the you know the the big favorites or big dogs or whatever plays the underdog kind of team. When a a favorite or a superstar does something or a favorite team or one of the ESPN teams cheats to beat kind of the underdog, smaller market team, I consider that heartbreak. I'll consider that a heartbreaking loss. And the example I'll give to that is the 2002... Lakers versus Kings in the uh, Western Conference playoffs. You know, the Sacramento Kings are a small market team, and they've had very little success, uh, and yet they were pretty good in that particular era, playing against the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. And, you know, look, I've been rooting for the Lakers since the early 70s, but there's no doubt about it. The Lakers cheated. I mean, you know, it is what it is. They cheated to win that game. It was game six. The Kings were up three games to two. The Lakers had to win that game and then and then win game seven to, to advance. And, like, there's some people that really believe that they cheated, not that they cheated the way I'm talking, where they just made a bunch of bad calls against the uh, underdog team, which happens all the time. They th- There are people that honestly believe this was a conspiracy, like this was a conspiracy to cheat, like before the game. When, when I say cheating 99.9% of the time, I'm talking about just, you know, not that there was some conspiracy here, but just that the referees made a bunch of bad calls. They went one way and, and, and they cheated them, like the Saints cheated against the Vikings in the NFC Championship game. There they were too many calls at the end that just all went the Saints' way, and if not, then they wouldn't have won the game probably. Of course, you know, Adrian, again, we need to have an Adrian Peterson Appreciation Day and a Brett Favre Appreciation Day because they helped out as well. Adrian Peterson fumbled like six times in that game. But anyway, um, but no, I, the Lakers, the Lakers, that game six in the 2002 Western Conference playoffs against the Kings, that was that was an example of a heartbreaking. Even though I'm a Laker fan, I'm glad the Lakers won. They cheated to win the game. the The small market team should have beaten the big team that day, and th- so that that's a that's an example of. Even though I'm a Laker fan, I still call that falls under heartbreaking losses because the poor Kings fans since then, you know, they still think about that and agonize over that because they've had so little success before or since then. So just an example of what I'm talking about uh, as a as a heartbreaking loss. I think that might be top 10, but we'll see as the week goes on. All right, we'll take a timeout. We will um, come back and. Continue to try to figure things out on this, if necessary, Monday in the college baseball world. Got 11 of them. 11 of them. Not as many, though, as the 18 times that teams have scored 15 or more runs. 18. We'll be back on the game. 103-7 Lafayette, 104-1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros.
0: It's not uncommon here on Footnotes for Kevin Foote's voice and his blood pressure to rise rapidly during the show.
1: The fat guys like you and me need to be watching
0: mop-up time just like the stars do. Sometimes it rises a little too
1: high. That is stupid! Stupid!
0: Not to worry, we have EMT standing by just in case Foot passes out. Back, back to, to more footnotes, footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: Welcome back to the game, Kevin Foot. Footnotes on the game, 1037 Lafayette, one zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station, your home for LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. The game, Clubhouse, 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com can help you with um, great opportunities to, to go on a date or just have a leisurely lunch after work one day during the summer by giving you a chance to win a $50 gift certificate to have Shell Oyster House. But like most or all of our great prizes, you can't win if you don't go to the website and join the Game Clubhouse. That makes you eligible to win at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. $50 gift certificate to have Shell Oyster House. If you would like to win, go to the website and join the Game Clubhouse today. Again, the game hotline is 706 0111. 706 0111. As we try to, I don't know about figure out, I guess we've done some of that, trying to identify why so many runs scored. Again, I. I look at it as a negative. Maybe there are people out there that love it. They love when when games are 29 to 15 or 20 to 12. And, again, some of these, like the 20 to 12 game, that's an, a Big 12 team playing a an SEC team pretty early in the tournament. They shouldn't have run out of pitching yet. It was too early to be totally out of pitching. Uh, I, I can't explain it all. But um, from a technical standpoint, more than one person has tweeted or texted out or emailed uh, that uh it has to do with the seams on the baseball, but again that's that's a version of making a ball hotter or not hotter, and I just I don't know I just think that we gotta have I wish they would leave the games alone, but I understand like in the nineties they had to adjust the bats because there were too many runs, so I guess you just have to be. I don't know, frugal. I don't know what word it would. If 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 you really need to change the game to legislate offense or defense, I guess you got to do it sometimes. But don't do it maybe quite as often. It's kind of what I'm thinking. But uh, whatever the situation is, it's too much. So, um, but it's not like we can just create a bunch of great pitchers, you know, in a, in a in a science lab somewhere. I mean. I mean, I don't know. maybe there aren't as many good pitching coaches i i I can't explain them at some point. you gotta be able to pitch all right. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello,
10: morning foot.
1: Good morning, sir. <laughs>
10: Oh, glorious morning. I didn't hear you say it was a
1: glorious morning today. I was kind of wondering uh, why. No, it is. Astros won yesterday, and I was a little aggravated mm-hmm. how they this Royal Series went down. I hate it when mm-hmm. one guy keeps hitting you. I mean, like, come on now. Don't let one guy beat you. But, uh, but no, it, it's so a glorious that- morning. It's 6-3 and three road trip. That's a good one.
10: Mm-hmm. With well, one guy doing all the work, that means it's not a team game, then, Foot. <laughs> That's
1: what I'm saying. They gotta, they gotta be able to make it. You can't let Salvador Perez, even though I'm a big fan of Salvador Perez as a player, but you can't let that one guy beat you. But boy, they, they, he tried to for sure.
10: Well, I, I tell you, Foot. You know, I was noticing. You know, I heard Martin earlier, like, well. He was talking about, well, when's somebody going to beat this team? You know, I, I had a question for him. This When's somebody going to beat the Yankees? You know, I, I figured, I was looking at it, I said, man, we, we got to buy some brooms. We know the Yankees spend more money on brooms because we be sweeping people foot. <laughs> Y'all been doing a lot
1: of sweeping, that's for sure.
10: Yeah. You know, I've noticed they got a few teams. There's about four teams that's right behind us with 19 losses. One of them. The Dodgers, you know what I mean? We got four teams that's right there that's on our tail, so we we need y'all to start losing, just in case we hit a rough patch. This year. It's it's uh it's, like too, it's, too, early. it's too early. It's too early to
1: be comparing, you know how you are with teams from other divisions. I wouldn't worry about that yet.
10: <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm worried. I'm worried, especially when the team is close to us in wins and losses, because you know. That can dictate and haunt you later on in the season. So is it not how you know how you start is how you finish. That's how I strongly believe. But, and right now, the teams is just a little too close to us. We need them to lose. That's all I'm saying. I need y'all are going to go in the losing streak. You know, y'all. The, I'm gonna call them the punks right now. And I have no quarrel with them, but they're a little too close right now. Same as your team. You get my point here, foot?
1: Well, we'll see. So, so
0: it's
9: i
10: just still want, way I just want too early to we... answer that question. When's somebody gonna beat the Yankees? And because we 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 start we tired of spending money on brooms. <laughs> we mop and we're gonna put people on mop up duty like we're gonna mop his team up.
1: <laughs> Have a good one. All right, take care. <laughs> but a man loves winning. The man loves winning. One thing you gotta give Paul, he enjoys his victories. I mean and I'm I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Got to enjoy the victories. It, it, to me, it's uh, it's about happy days. How many days? I you know I, the Astros lost on Saturday. That was not good, but they won yesterday, so I'm happy. It's about happy days. Got to have happy days, and uh, the Yankees have had a lot of happy days so far this year, no question. But it's still you got you got to understand the big picture too. Um, it's it's still early June. I'm not even thinking about, like, playoffs and none of that kind of stuff. I'm just trying to get all my ducks in a row. Um, trying to get Bregman to drive a few baseballs every once in a while. I mean, injuries play a big factor in it. But how long do you have to go being a certain level of a player before that's who you are? So it's time for Bregman to start hitting. It's time for Yuli to start hitting. Uh, now Yuli won a batting title last year, so it hasn't been that long for Yuli. Uh, and I figured he'd have a little bit of a letdown, uh, a little bit of a medicine season after winning the batting title last year. Um, but it's, it's kind of starting to last a little too long. He got a few big hits over the weekend. Man, the Pedro Grande. Man, is he good. Is he good? Hopefully he can keep it up. So the Astros, they haven't scored. They haven't started hitting yet. Hopefully they'll start hitting on this homestand. We will see. Got a lot of games coming up at the end of this month with the Yankees and the Mets. Then the national media will start talking about it when they start playing the ESPN division teams. And hopefully they can, you know, that's going to take some runs scored to win those games, you would think. I, I'm i not shocked the Mets are pitching, I, but I am shocked at how many runs they've scored this year, the Mets. They've been scoring runs like crazy this year. So uh, even though the Astros pitching has been really good, And even though I think it's really good for long term, they're going to have to be able to score some runs. (laughs) I'm talking about when, well, they're going to need to score some runs. You
11: can start scoring runs on Thursday.
1: On Thursday, okay, after playing your Mariners. Yeah. No, yeah, I was talking about when they play the Yankees and the Mets at the end of this month. Oh, yeah, they're going to need to score some runs. runs.
11: No pain in the pipe, or we can it's, score all the I runs mean, they on might the win
1: one or two, like two to one or three to two, but probably they're going to, you know, if they're going to win a series, those series, at least one game they're going to need to score seven, eight runs.
11: Yeah, it's going to need like seven to four type scores against yeah, the Yankees. Yeah, pro- pro-
1: probably so. Probably something like that. But, so yeah, you can start scoring, though, sort, Thursday. So you're saying just save it for then?
11: Yeah. Let me, little, let me win a little series against you, and then we'll be good.
1: Come on now. Let's not get greedy. That's not I mean, I, okay,
11: I'll take two out of three. Can I take two out of three. I won't oh, sweep I don't, you.
1: I don't want that. I I, I, I don't. I don't. Um, it's time to start winning at home.
11: But I'm 11 games back. Foot, give me a chance.
1: You're not really 11 games out of the playoffs, though. That you need to no. focus on making the playoffs. Okay, so oh
11: yeah, that's our focus.
1: Focus on yeah, that's what your focus needs to be on making the playoffs. So don't worry about that. You're 11 games behind the Astros. Focus on. How many games am I back? If you want, it's too early. to Look at standings, but if you're going to look at them, look at like how many games back am I from the from a playoff spot? Okay, oh. that's what you need to focus. But it, and and I don't know what that answer is, but it's probably only about six games.
11: I mean, you got the Angels five with 11 or eleven losses games. in a row.
1: The little old tawnies.
11: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm so mad we got took only took two out of three uh. against the Rangers, but you know it's fine.
1: The Rangers, I'm telling y'all. I told y'all. I've been saying since before the season starts, I'm worried about the Rangers. And everybody laughs at me when I say that. I'm worried about the Rangers. They they got, you can tell they got sick of losing. And I have I still have many it's been a while, but I have many bad memories of a lot of losses in a row against the Rangers. And so I, I'm 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 not I don't feel real good about the Rangers and where they're heading. I think they're mm-hmm. headed back up again. We don't want that. I like I like the direction the Otani's are going though.
11: Oh yeah, the Otani's can go down, 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 the down. The fighting
1: Otani's and the little Mike Trout and all the little MVPs. I
11: don't know how, how are they even up there, bike <laughs> underneath you right now? Like I'm I'm very confused on that. I figured uh, they be by athletic. Athletic by all now. All the
1: little MVPs at Anaheim, they just go into slumps and lose. <laughs> it's funny, the little Otani's. All the little MVPs, they have their little MVP meeting. Wait a minute. I thought we were MVPs. How come I'm how come I'm old for 19? Well, you're an MVP. The MVPs. <laughs> all the little MVP meetings.
11: That's why you don't win awards and you don't score all the runs. You don't want awards.
1: Oh, that's, that's all silliness. Silliness. That's what that is. <laughs> MVPs. I'm a little worried, like cause Jeremy Penyon, man, he's man, he's been good, but I don't want him to win Rookie of the Year. I, I I'm, I'm better off. I, I'd rather Rookie of the Year. I'm kind of okay with, not really, but it's way better than a Cy. You don't want to win the Cy Young, and you don't want to win the MVP. You want to stay away from that yeah. stuff. It's bad. You want to win the World Series. That's what you want to do. Win the world yeah, series. you
11: win one trophy. That's all you want to win. One trophy. Win, that's win
1: it. yeah, win conference. Um, you know, league championships and and, and 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 World Series. That's what you want to do. All that MVP stuff. Double the Tonys, the little MVP Central. <laughs> they, they, I wonder if they have big. I bet you they have big pictures of their little MVP awards. as They walk into their locker room.
11: Probably. Probably have the MVP awards sitting inside the locker room with their rooms. with their
1: little <laughs> with their little losing streak. That's funny. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back, finish out today's show on, if necessary, Monday. On the game, one hundred three seven Lafayette, one hundred four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station, your home for LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. <laughs>
0: time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. June 6, 1944. All Major League Baseball games are canceled in honor of the D-Day landings in northern France. The invasion by the Allied forces turns the course of World War II. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. 103.7 Lafayette, One zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Once again, LSU will be playing 2.30 pregame, about 3 o'clock first pitch in the, if necessary, game of the Hattiesburg Regional against Southern Miss. And you can hear that game right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Also, want to remind you if you would like to win a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester Steakhouse, where you could try out mouthwatering steaks, cooked to perfection, tremendous sides, and so much more at Mr. Lester Steakhouse in Cypress Bayou, you need to go to the website, join the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame. So sign up today. No, we were just discussing off the air. Look, the national media is, all the national media that covers baseball is about is pumping up the ESPN division teams. And they act like teams like the Mariners are so out of it, and the Rangers, they're so out of it. But if you look at what really matters, which is, how far are you out making the playoffs? The Rangers are a game and a half back, and the Mariners are three games back. In early June, just telling y'all, don't listen to all that propaganda from the ESPN division mentality of the national media. It's all a bunch of hogwash, all of it. All right. That'll do it for today's, if necessary, Monday on footnotes, and we'll see what happens in all these games and if we can get, hopefully, hopefully we don't get above 20. Hopefully nobody scores 15 or more, but something tells me that's gonna happen. Y'all have a nice day.